a swim down memory lane, a UMass farewell to Bob. When you think about this season, when you think about everything we go through, when you think about the process, and the process is every single thing that we do during the year, from the first meeting to the last, from every practice, every single opportunity in the weight room, in the dry room, everything that we do, every time you get on the bus and go to the meet, every time you warm up, every time you warm down, everything that we do, you have to do it together. You have to become one. She's got the best time right now this season in the Atlantic 10 in the 100 press at 104.7, over a second better than anybody else right now in the conference. And she's on pace to break that, Tim. Was only just over 31 seconds in the first two laps. And Strelsik turning for home. She looks like she might have cooled her jets just a little bit there. Uh, she went out really fast for a dual meet. And she'll be, she'll be close, but it, it'll, uh, you know, she just wanted to make sure she got out for the win more than anything else. And that she does. A time of 107.21. Second place again goes to the men and women, Megan Nowak. And in third will be Tavis Potter. So it's a 1-2-3 sweep. team has come together so well with a tremendous personality and attitude. Um, we've, we, it, it has been really fun working with this team in the first few weeks, but they are really ready to get into a meet. At this time of year, we've been five full weeks, no meets, so they're really excited, especially when we open up at home. So it's going to be a, a very good event on Saturday. Welcome to retirement, Bob. One last hurrah. Welcome to day 68 of the podcast. Hi, Bob. We have a very fun guest joining us today. We welcome Shana Struthers, daughter. And it was so fun to meet Shana virtually. And she mentioned that she can relate to Bob in a different way because her kids are the same age as Bob's kids were when she joined the team. So Madeline and Olivia were in middle school and she said her kids are at that age too. And it reminded me so much of how everyone relates to Bob um, during the different stages in his life. So a lot of the younger classes have mentioned that um, they are excited that Bob will be retiring and spending time with Fargo. And Fargo was after my time, so I'm not familiar with him at all, but I know that so many of the girls are just huge fans of Fargo. And then I remember Bob did have a dog, Genevieve, and she became, and she was before my time. So a lot of, uh, a lot of stories of Genevieve and, and being a part of the team and just like great memories that way too. So I definitely related to Shana on what she brought up and just how, how, um, relatable, um, we can be as we're older, we're li- more relatable to Bob. So 
that was so much fun to share. And uh, um, she has really great memories to share as well. So let's go ahead and dive right in. We welcome Shana, class of 1999, to the podcast. Thanks for joining us. Hi, thanks for having me. Of course, we are here celebrating Bob's retirement, and I'd love to hear some of your favorite memories with him. So, you know, Bob, when I first came on my recruiting trip and met Bob for the first time, he really had a, a very calm sense about him, and it was exactly what I was really looking for in a coach for my college years. Um, I'd come from a program that was pretty intense, and I really um, enjoyed his calm demeanor and spending time with him and getting to know him. And it was a real, it was a real pleasure. And I just kind of really felt comfortable um, feeling, you know, that he would be a great coach for me for my, my four years at UMass. So um, that's kind of like the first sense I had about um, getting to know Bob. And then obviously once I got to UMass and really um, swam for him and got to know him even more, um, and I know a lot of women that swam for him would agree that um, he really was like that father figure that you didn't get um, because you weren't home anymore. Mm-hmm. And it was it was really awesome to have that um, just that sense of comfort, um, knowing that he was there for you, whether you needed to talk about um, a boy or you needed to talk about a class or you needed to talk about a practice, um, that he was just there to listen and he was always um, being supportive and, um, you know, in specific, I, I remember um, my last meet at A10s, um, I swam a prelim in the morning and I was kind of expecting to make finals mm-hmm. um, or maybe even just consoles. I didn't know, but I was hoping to make one or the other. Mm-hmm. And when I finished my race and, you know, all the heats had finished and I realized I hadn't made it to consoles or finals and I had, kind of come to the conclusion then that that was my last race and it was over. My swimming career was over and I kind of lost it a little bit. And I really felt, um, you know, I I started tearing up and I just felt like, I can't believe like I just finished my last race and I won't ever race again. And I came over and I looked at Bob and he could see like the tears rolling down and he hugged me and he said, you know, it's not the end of the world. You know, you've had a great career and, you know, hugged me and gave me that comfort that I really needed at that time. And, you know, that's just the type of person that Bob is and always was just very, um, very loving and very supportive and always wanting just the best for you as a person, not necessarily a swimmer or a student, um, but just wanting you to, to do the best you can, no matter what, um, what area it was in. So, yeah. Yeah. Bob is so good about that, where he puts you as a person first and he cares about you as a person first and as a swimmer second. It's so true. It's so true. And I think that's why he, he had built such a great program is that a lot of people, you know, when they, when you go into college, it's a very strange time. It's like, you know, you're coming out of a high school where you've been with your parents and you've been around your friends and around a very comfortable situation, but you're then moving into this sort of unknown space Mm -hmm. and not really knowing what you're getting into. I mean, you may have picked the college that you wanted to go to because you, um, you know, you did your background information and everything, but when you get there, you really just don't know. And he always made that little space of ours, the the team 
a very um, comfortable place to be. Mm-hmm. And like you said, it didn't necessarily need to be in the pool or be in the classroom, but just a comfortable place to be in general, like making it a small, like a family environment. And I think that's why a lot of, you know, girls really thrived being on the team and being part of that um, that comfortable situation. So um, kudos to Bob for doing that because I can't imagine if I was a coach <laughs> having, you know, this group of 30 girls coming into your pool and realizing that you've got to create, you know, this team environment. And he just did it effortlessly and um, such a great job over, you know, his entire career. So just job well done, mm-hmm. no doubt. Yeah, absolutely. And Bob, like, it was a priority for him to keep uh, such a strong uh, team culture. Like, for him, it was important to include the divers because he knew how much of an impact overall it created with the team atmosphere. Like, he was so good at building those relationships and building the rapport with everybody because he wanted to create that type of environment. Yeah, it's so true. And I, you know, I I think that's so important because you really want, you really need that support from everyone. And to Mm -hmm. have, um, to have those special times where you're doing things with other team members and team bonding, and that really does make a a great dynamic for a great team. It doesn't matter, you know, if you're a sprinter, a long distance, a diver, it doesn't matter. You're still part of the team. And having that support was really, really important. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he was so big on on the traditions. Um, Which were some of your favorite traditions? Well, of course, I mean, who could beat the Massachusetts cheer? That's not not even a question. Um, When I was at UMass, we, I'm trying to remember, we didn't do the lake swim, which I think came later on. I don't know if you were part of the, did you guys do that lake swim? No, uh, we didn't do it either. We we did the hike, though. Every year we did the hike. Okay, we did the hike. What was the, what was the mountain called? Oh, uh, I should know this. Mount Haley? Mount... (laughs) I'll find it. I'll find it and put it in the show notes. (laughs) But it was always such a beaut... We always take a great time of year when the leaves were changing, Mm -hmm. and we would spend the day, we would climb up to the top and take pictures. I still have them. I still have all the pictures. Um, And just spending that day, it was like a day when we didn't have to swim. You know, it was like a day Mm -hmm. where we just get to enjoy, like, being together and not having our goggles on. Yeah. you know, looking at the black line at the bottom of the pool, it was a really special time um, getting to do that. Really, really fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's always so much fun. We we always look forward to the bagels at the top of the mountain. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Who could beat bagels? I mean, bagels. come on. Yeah. Um, and as we're celebrating, uh, well wishes for his retirement? So I know... Um, you know, having some time with his family is just going to be so important. I saw recently him and Judy went um, cross country and spent some time out near, you know, Yellowstone mm-hmm. National Park. And I'm just so thankful for the commitment that he made to UMass, but now the commitment that he gets to make to spend time with, you know, his daughters and the granddaughter and Judy. And I'm just, I just wish him the best and get to get to have some time with the family and you know, enjoy, enjoy the time of retirement. It's got to be amazing. Mm-hmm. 
but know that it was it was a long time coming. He made he made such an impact on UMass and UMass swimming in general, um, women's and men. I mean, there are a lot of men, you know, men UMass swimmers too that have great fond memories of Bob. So mm-hmm. just you know, just having some time to enjoy and um, you know smile and look back and know that he really had such an impact and that we love him. We do. We love you, Bob. And once COVID is over, we will be there in Amherst celebrating with you and having the best time ever. Absolutely. I can't wait. I can't (laughs) wait to come celebrate. I haven't been back in years, so I want to come and see Bob and celebrate with all of you. Yes, soon enough. But um, this has been so much fun. We, um, We will continue with the podcast with a few more weeks to go, but this has been so great. Thank you for sharing, Shana. Thanks, DC. I really appreciate it. Best of you, best of luck to you, Bob.